You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you can join us. We're here with Christine Howard. Christine is a licensed dispensing optician and the optical manager at Eyes on Plainville in Plainville, Massachusetts. Welcome, Christine. Hi, nice to be here. It's so, so glad to have you here. We're going to be talking about a successful handoff and particularly from kind of an efficiency and profitability standpoint. Can you tell us why a great handoff is so important? And I guess even more importantly, what a great handoff consists of? Well, a great handoff really comes down to good teamwork between the optometrist and the optician. Um, And that's so important because you want to make sure that you're both on the same page. You may be working in different parts of the office, but ultimately your goal is to provide good vision for the patient. And you wanna make sure that you're delivering the same message together as a unified team to make things easier for the patient to digest and for them to accept and for them to understand that ultimately you're there to help them. Mm -hmm. And if they can see that unity, it makes things much easier in the long run. So what does that mean? I mean, how, how involved do the different parties need to be to, uh, to, to, to craft this great handoff? I think part of it starts without a patient to have a one-on-one with your team members and just see what the goal is for the practice. And by having that discussion in advance, then you know, okay, we're all working towards this goal. And how do we get there? You make a plan. If it's, I don't know, hypothetically speaking, that you're working on increasing second pair sales, if that's a goal that you've set for the year in your office, then before there are patients in front of you, you need to talk to everybody on the team and figure out what can be done to help facilitate reaching that goal. So maybe in the exam room, the doctor might uh, bring up pieces of information regarding the patient's health that signify, oh, I see maybe some sun damage. So as a result of that, I'm going to recommend sunwear. And then as the patient transitions out into the optical, if the optician is having a conversation while frame styling and mentions something like, oh, so we're planning on updating our sunglasses as well. It's just reiterating that point. And when you're all working towards the same goal, it just makes things life so much easier. You don't want to be working against someone in the office. Right. How many goals do you kind of uh, run at a time in the optical? That can vary. Uh mm-hmm. From time of year, (laughs) Um, you know, just coming out of the end of year slash beginning of the year rush, you know, the goal was just to make it through the day sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then sometimes in the summertime, you know, we really do focus on sunwear or things Mm -hmm. of that nature. I think realistically, one to two goals is good. Um, Mm -hmm. Because if you start to spread yourself too thin and you're working on too many different pieces of the puzzle at once, it, it falls apart. And of course, there's a lot that can be parsed in in the optical, right? I mean, it can be second pair sales, it can be sunwear, it can be premium products, it can mm-hmm. be. How 
does it work when new products come on to the market? I mean, how do you kind of um, get the team ready to, to present those and, and ultimately perhaps even turn those into goals? We have some great relationships, I should say, with our reps. Um, so typically when a new product comes out, they're great about letting us know. And we often do lunch and learns. So mm-hmm. the whole team gets involved. And that that's everything from the front desk through the optician at the end of the sale. Even though they, the front desk uh, employees or the technicians in the office might not be directly involved with the sale or the recommendation or prescribing, excuse me, of those products, it's good for them to know about it. So that's typically where where it starts is we'll, we'll learn about the product. And then, you know, depending on whether it's a new portfolio of products that's being released, focus on one area and then decide that we're going to work on, you know, focusing on that particular brand or that particular lens or what have you. So when it comes to actually handing off the patient, how does it work? Do I I know there's different ways. Sometimes opticians get called into an exam lane. Sometimes a doctor escorts the optician. What, What do you all do? In our office, the doctor does escort the patient out into optical. Um, Patients literally have to go through us to check out. So they're in that space, which is helpful when it comes to sales. Uh, But then there's the conversation that's had where the doctor will explain what happened in the exam room and state, oh, you know, Susie Q is having um, issues because she's working on a computer all day long. Um, And so I'm going to prescribe her the iZen lens to help alleviate some of that digital strain. And there's no guessing now on my part. I know that while I might have a single vision prescription in front of me, that I'm actually going to be prescribing something a little bit different and filling something a little bit different to address the patient's needs. And then as I sit with them and discover, you know, what they're looking for in their frame styling, we don't have to revert back to what kind of lenses are we getting? We've already determined that. That's the most important piece for us. So the doctor will make brand name recommendations? Uh, Oftentimes, yes, the doctor will uh, recommend by brand. Um, You know, when there's a product on the market that's working and solving our patients' needs, uh, we we lean into it. We're not afraid. Um, I was an early adapter of iZen lenses, and I love them, and I wouldn't wear anything else. There's no reason not to support a brand that is ultimately making your life easier with your patients. And so that, that kind of uh, it comes into the discussion with, with presbyopes a little bit too, because this is one category of patients that you really don't want to see slip out of the door and go straight to the drugstore to, to get their readers, right? So how, um, how is that sort of uh, even more nuanced handoff handled? Or, or maybe it's not more nuanced. Um, I will say that we don't focus too much on the, well, I have a new presbyope here, or, mm, you know, John is struggling with reading and, you know, he's hit that 40 plus mark. We know as practitioners that that's what's happening, but we tend not to phrase it in that way. Um, We tend to reframe it as, you know, oh, John's working on a computer a lot and he needs some help. Um, It makes it a little bit easier for the patient to accept their need. 
Um, you know, if you say something like, oh, you're, you know, getting up in age and, and reading is just going to deteriorate from here on out, they get stuck on that <laughs> and they focus on that and they're like, no, I'm not getting old. And they get more, um, more likely to rebel and say, no, I don't need this. Um, but if you bring it back to what their complaint is, what their chief complaint is and, and bring it back to their day-to-day needs and, and what they're complaining about and you're like, oh, this will solve that problem it makes it easier. Um, We also find that using the same language, both in the exam room and uh, out on the optical floor is helpful. So a lot of times with um, young presbyopes, I'll make a comment about, oh, this lens is going to be great for you. And you're you're getting it early, which is going to make it easier for you to adapt. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've seen patients who, you know, rebel, so to speak, and, and they don't get a multifocal lens of some sort when they need it. And then before you know it, they're at a 250 ad and can't deal with that, that drastic change. Whereas if you start someone with a one, it's that transition, that adaptation is much easier. The advancements and innovations in, in lens designs have made it easier to do that. Absolutely. I mean, I hate to say it, but I've been practicing for quite some time. I'm hitting year 22 very soon. Um, and the difference in terms of non-adapt patients that I see now versus what I did when I first started is is shocking. And I and I also share that with patients. You know, mm-hmm. our office is not afraid to let our patients know right off the bat. Look, we offer premium products. Um, you know, could you get something a little bit less? Sure. Um, will you have as much success? It's unlikely. Um, so we're very forthcoming with that with our patients. We let them know that we use Verilux brand, you know, that we use transition lenses, um, you know, that they're going to get a good high quality anti-glare treatment. And all this ultimately helps them be successful with their glasses and, and have a good experience with them and, and realize that, hey, my vision can be good. So we're not afraid to let our patients know that. And I think they respect us for it. All right. And so do you reiterate some of those uh, advantages and benefits when the, when the patient comes back to pick up eyewear? When I am dispensing to a patient, I will often call back to whatever discussion we had. Oh, remember that we, you know, decided to go down this lane to help address this issue in your office. You know, this is going to be great. This is going to make your life so much easier. We, we repeat that oftentimes to patients, um, let them know that, hey, this was not only a great frame choice, but a great lens choice. And we're really setting you up for success. And I'm excited to hear your feedback in the future. So how much of the the, the science or the technology, first of all, do you need to know? And, and secondly, how much of it do you need to share with patients? I think it's important for me as an optician to know to know a lot of it. Now, granted, there are a lot of lenses out there and it's impossible to know everything about every lens. Uh, But I do think it's important to have a good portfolio of lenses that you can rely on that will address multiple needs for patients, depending on who you have sitting in front of you at, at any given time. But when it comes to sharing some of that information with patients, I tend to keep it simple. I tend not to get too into the technical terms, you know, the super science behind it. I focus on what problem it's going to solve. Oh, you're having issues seeing up close? This lens is going to help you with that. 
or, oh, you're having issues with computer strain and digital device strain, this lens is going to be your savior. I find sometimes when you get too into the science part of it, that patient's eyes can just gloss over and they, and they don't really hear anything anymore. Unless you're dealing with an engineer who wants to know everything. <laughs> I tend not to get into that too much. <laughs> want to be relatable. Yeah. And, and what's your source for finding out this information? How do you, how do you get smart about what, what's being offered in the practice? Well, as I mentioned before, I do rely heavily on my reps. Um, they are meant to be a, a help to the office, so I definitely rely on them. Um, I'm also really big on social media groups. Hmm. Uh, I've learned a lot from my peers on social media, whether it be through a Facebook group. I am very active on Instagram, and I've made some amazing relationships with other ECPs across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can learn from each other that way too. Those are probably two of the biggest sources of information. I like to hear from my reps because they know the science piece of it. And then I like to hear from my peers because they can share that more relatable piece. Mm-hmm. And then of course, there's always continuing ed, but that's while necessary and important, maybe the less fun way of gathering that information. <laughs> there's so many products out there. Does your practice select what you're going to present to patients or is it really kind of a each each patient is a is a brand new puzzle each patient is a puzzle to a degree I, and i say this oftentimes to my patients right to their their face it, it's not a one size fits all you're coming to me with one problem but my next patient's going to come to me with another problem and their solution might be completely different than yours which I, which is why i really think it's important to have a good a good selection of lenses within your practice that can address different needs. I often use the analogy that while you may have a pair of sneakers that are going to serve a purpose to go, you know, to the gym and work out, you're not going to wear those said sneakers to a formal event. You need something different for the formal event. So I use that analogy a lot because people can relate to it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like to really have a conversation with each individual patient. I always ask what their day-to-day life is like and what their needs are. And that can help me customize something for them. And I Mm -hmm. think when they realize that that is ultimately what I'm doing is actually customizing something for them, that they don't feel like just a number and that they know that, you know, we care about their vision. And that must tie into kind of your your premium product discussion as well. Absolutely. We, I mean, we use Verilux products in our dispensary for our progressive patients. Almost always Verilux X, we have great results with that particular product. As I mentioned earlier, um, when whenever we are dealing with, you know, mostly our millennial base, but even younger, uh, we mm-hmm. do a ton of Aizen. And the doctors will literally write that on the prescription. Um, They go so far oftentimes to choose what level we're doing, whether we're doing an ISN 1 or an ISN 3, um, Mm -hmm. based on their findings in the exam room. And, you know, we do that because we find that it works. We're guinea Mm -hmm. pigs and we've tried lots of different products. I have access to lots of different products, but personally, that's what I wear. So I can speak to the success of Mm -hmm. that lens design. And, you know, 
I think that's helpful too, when you can speak about something from a firsthand experience. Has your handoff always been so smooth or, or is it the kind of thing that you revisit and, and tweak periodically? It does need to be tweaked every so often. That can correlate with a new lens mm-hmm. release of some sort, um, whether that be us kind of learning our way about how the lens works or what benefits it has, that can be a part of it. And then we also have, a, we've added practitioners to our office. So sometimes handoff is a little bit smoother with one doctor versus another. So we'll need to revisit that and be like, you know, it would be a little bit easier if we did X, Y, or Z. Um, So it does need to be revisited. I mean, no matter what, there's always room for improvement. Um, So if we have an issue, whether it's my understanding of what the doctor wants, or if it's the doctor's confusion about something, we do revisit things and uh, often touch base and say, how's that working for you? Is there anything that I can do to make it easier and vice versa? Well, it sounds like part of your optical management is tracking that kind of thing too. So you would see if if whatever metric you're you're following drops a little bit, then it's probably time to, to look at what those factors might be. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So having a handoff is, is clearly important. It's important to, to capturing those sales. It's important to um, uh, getting patients into premium products that are going to increase their satisfaction. Is it, is it steady as she goes or is it something that you, you sort of revisit and talk about regularly with, with staff and, and with providers? Revisiting what's working and keeping that going is important, but then finding out some of those stumbling blocks and how to make that a little bit smoother is, is equally important. So we do revisit it every so often. Um, mm-hmm. And we think about it as well when we are learning about new products. How can we incorporate this into the handoff? How can, mm-hmm. you know, what language can we use to make this more seamless? That's ultimately the goal is, is to really make a, a smooth, seamless experience for the patient from start to finish. So we often revisit that just to make sure that we're all working towards that goal. Fantastic. And uh, it's it's working, it sounds like. <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> that's, that's great. And it's, it's, it's wonderful for our listeners to hear your, uh, your impression on it because, um, you know, it's, it's important for doctors to know that what they talk about in the exam room does have that impact in, in the optical. Absolutely. I mean, I can sit and I can recommend and I can explain why a certain lens might be a better choice for a patient, um, but I will never carry the same weight as the doctor does. Fantastic. Christine Howard, thank you so much for your time and your insights. Thank you. It was a pleasure discussing everything with you today. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again on WO Voices. If you'd like to be a guest on the series, please send us an email at wovoicesonline at gmail.com, through our website at womeninoptometry.com, through Facebook at WO Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.